So you're listening to Aim for the Bushes. We do not have any theme music, at least not yet, but that's what you're listening to. I'm your podcast person, Pavlo, also known as JPav, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi. And today we're going to get into a few topics, but before we do, we're just going to hear from one of our sponsors. Oh, wait. We don't actually have any sponsors, so never mind. Uh, what we will do, or what I will do, is I will just start off with a disclaimer, just letting you know that uh, what we're talking about today, the opinions that I give are just my opinions. They're not any attempt to tell you that uh, if you have a differing opinion that any other ways of thinking are wrong or whatever. Yeah, so you shouldn't listen to any person that tells you that what they're saying is the ultimate truth. I'm not trying. I'm not attempting to give you the ultimate truth. I'm just giving you my viewpoints on the topics that we're going to be discussing in this episode and uh, previous and future episodes as well. And as always, I have with me Maggie Mags. She's the one uh, basically running the board, as we say. Let's say that's the industry lingo, running the board. So for those of you who uh, <laughs> actually, I don't know if, if people use that terminology. <laughs> but yeah, she's the one behind uh, the scene, behind uh, yeah, running that. And yeah, so today we got a couple of, I think, interesting topics. The first one we're going to hit off on is we're going to talk about this Mueller report that came out. I don't know if you've... If you've seen it, or if you read it, or if you saw anything about it in the news. For those of you who don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't know, I guess if you're li- someone who's l- listening who's not into like American politics, or someone who doesn't keep up with the news, which is also another thing we'll talk about in a future episode, is people who don't pay attention to the news, because I don't understand how you, how you can do that. But anyway, so the Mueller report came out, pretty much. I, I didn't read it in full, because it's 400 pages, and you know I have other things to do. <laughs> But it did provide an important thing saying that uh, pretty much if, if if you were paying attention the previous week when uh, pretty much the head of the Department of Justice released a summary, basically said that like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't exonerate, but also doesn't like incriminate the president for like or his campaign for trying to like conspire with Russia or obstruct justice during the like proceedings. And then Trump. And then all the right-wing people, like, on, like, YouTube and the news things were all saying, like, complete exoneration, like, this is over, this was a waste of time and, like, taxpayer money and blah, 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 all that crap. And at least I knew, like, okay, that was all bullshit that they're saying. You know, it's a 400-page report and a four-page summary came out. And I'm like, there's no way you can look at that and say, like, oh, yeah, it was exonerated. No, it didn't bring any, like, charges. But that's what we're going to get into later when the report, the redacted report came out this week. So pretty much Trump and all those the right-wing people were saying like, oh yeah, it's all good. There's a couple of videos about it that kind of like talk about this. If you look at um, Seth Meyers, he has a segment that you can like look up on YouTube called A Closer Look, uh, where you know he talks about these things. I'm pretty sure it was mentioned on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, which if you don't have HBO, uh, they upload this, those segments, I think, to YouTube eventually. But you have all those, all those, uh, you know, rebuttals coming and saying like, yeah, like this is not a long enough thing. The summary to say that like, you know, uh, you know, he's completely exonerated. And then this week, we get the redacted report, and then the redacted report 
does not indicate there was no collusion <laughs> or whatever. Because you have to remember that, like, okay, even before we got the redacted report, there was a lot of people who were, like, arrested and indicted during the proceedings of the investigation over the last two years. Like, several close people to the Trump campaign and Trump organization were, were, were arrested and were, like I said, were indicted on different charges. You know, and you have, like, the, this, like, especially the meeting between Donald Trump Jr. and some Russian operative in, in the Trump Tower. Like, there's all these, like, connections. So you can't, like, look at all that kind of stuff. You can't, like, push all that stuff away and then be like, oh, yeah, there was no collusion. Like, there's something going on. Like, you don't have all these contacts with, like, Russian agents and it's like, oh, yeah, we weren't colluding. Like, maybe, maybe they can't, like, prove, like, beyond a reasonable doubt that there were because those are two different things, right? In terms of proving in a court of law, because the government would have to like mount a case, and especially if you're going someone who going after someone who was like the highest office in the land, like you have to have good evidence. Like you have to be able to show that it's not enough to be like, well, looks kind of suspicious, which it definitely does look suspicious. But basically, the Mueller report, from what I've read uh, about it, what it says is it says like. It's leaving the decision, especially for like impeachment or whatever, or um, for um, for the obstruction charges. The report basically says that like that's up to Congress to pursue that if it wants to. It's basically saying that's not our like the special counsel is saying it's not our like responsibility to pursue that charge. But if Congress wants to, they can. Like it's within their authority. If you follow Alexandria Casio Cortez, which I do, I love her. Just so you know, on Twitter, she like. One of her tweets, she says, like, where in the Constitution? I forget, like, which thing, but it's, like, <laughs> breaks it down by, like, section and, like, paragraph. Like, this is, like, within the powers of Congress to do. So, and from what I saw in the news this morning, like, it looks like they're, they're, they're going for the full report to be basically released with no redactions. I don't know publicly, but at least to Congress. So, this thing is not ending anytime soon. So, all that, like, premature celebrating you saw from people who are right leaning uh yeah it was exactly that it was premature because they're basically trying to like get out and control the narrative and say that oh yeah it was nothing it was a waste of time you know but i mean clearly we're finding out that like no it was not a waste of time so that's like a a, a clear thing where it's like this is not over and it's a fucking annoying because <laughs> nothing is being done like in the u.s pretty much i mean because like I, I this is what baffles me like i don't understand why trump still has like supporters i mean on the one hand i do but on the other hand like i don't because like if you were someone who actually cared about like what you believe in and about like truth and about like actually like supporting people and stuff like that like you would not if you thought that trump was going to bring these things to you you know uh no he's not clearly and that kind of brings us to, to why I'm, I'm I'm even mentioning this is because the Department of Justice. What did they say? They said they don't want to do it because they don't think it's like useful or whatever, right? To release the unredacted report and this this idea of like falling along party lines between like in the U.S. Uh, Republican and Democratic is like not a good way. Like the head, because right now like the people who are in government obviously are like Republican leaning, if not members of the Republican Party or whatever. But their duty is not should not be to the ideals of the Republican Party. Like that is not a good way to like build a government because now your decisions are not based on what is true to the law or true or true to finding out like 
truth and 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 pursuing justice it's about like your own selfish motivations which to me is not a good way to govern or to have people in positions of power such as ones in the government it's the same thing when we when you go back to was it i think it was late late last year when trump made his uh appointee for the supreme court brett kavanaugh i mean okay you had like the rape allegations from uh blasey ford you know which is definitely something looking into worth looking into sorry because you know if you're appointing someone to the highest court of the land you know you need to make sure that they have like the qualifications and that you know they're a person of like good character in there so he may have the legal qualifications because time also i know i'm getting a little off track here but time also released like their one the list of 100 most influential people this week and he was one of them also was a blasey ford um there's an article i'll, I'll if i find it I'll, I'll put it in the show notes but basically his like i guess everyone's like little blurb is written by like someone else so for brett kavanaugh it was written by mitch mcconnell who's like the leader of i think republicans in the senate uh but anyway so he wrote his uh blurb brett kavanaugh's blurb so the, re- the like i said the reason why i bring this up because someone like brett kavanaugh part uh, okay if we rem- remove the rape allegations because i know some people are going to say especially right-leaning people are going to say that like either that she's lying or it didn't happen or there's no proof that it happened or it was a long time ago so forget it okay whatever we're, we're, we're removing that but i'm not saying that takes away from why he should not be or why he would not be a, a good person to nominate the thing. The other reason, the, so the other side of that, so not looking at any sexual assault or rape stuff, is that he is someone who has gone on to say that, you know, he will, like, come basically interpret things from a Republican point of view. So it's the same thing that we have as the Department of Justice now saying, like, who, who the head is, like, a Republican person, saying, like, I'm going to follow basically like the Republican Party line. So if you have someone, whether the head of the Department of Justice or someone on the Supreme Court, like I understand we all have our biases, right? But like you can't be a judge sitting on the Supreme Court and you're solely going to interpret law based on how the Republican Party wants law to be interpreted. I'm like, that's not, you have to be true to the law, right? You have to go try to be as like impartial as possible not like oh this is my worldview so i'm going to interpret the law through my worldview like that's not and you have someone who explicitly has like said this so something like on the issue of abortion or whatever right like which oh my god i i can't understand people like especially republicans who are like anti-abortion but then pro-death penalty and then you go under the guise of we care about life. It's like, well, you don't. <laughs> I don't know why you cling to this idea of anti-abortion, but it's clearly not about life. And that gets us into a larger philosophical thing that we'll talk about another day, which is that people on the right, generally speaking, I mean, I guess it could happen on the left too. But basically the points that they argue, they don't care about. And you can see it right there in terms of the abortion question. So you have people that will say, oh, I'm pro-life. But then on the same time, they're like, I'm also in support of the death penalty. What? That doesn't make sense. You're not you're not philosophically consistent. I wish I could find this again. This is, a, sorry, another little tangent here. But I remember, do you remember, like, um, there used to be, like, quiz. I mean, I guess they still exist. But there are quizzes, like, on the internet that would, like, you know, tell you, like, personality or whatever. Like, I guess now they're, like, BuzzFeed quizzes or whatever. And so I remember doing one. It was a quiz that kind of, like, tested your 
philosophical consistency on like questions like abortion or I, I couldn't find it. And this was like maybe 10 or 15 years ago. I did this thing. I wish I could, because it would be good to see if you could be like logic, logically consistent. So basically it would be like, it, was, it would start off, it was like 10 or 15 questions. It would start off with a very broad question. Something like, yeah, do you believe like abortion is like good or bad or whatever, right? Or do you believe in like life is precious or whatever? And you'd say like, yes. And then it would give you, the next question would be more detailed. So it'd be like, in this situation, this and this and this and this. And you'd be like, yes or no or whatever the the, the answer was. And then it would be like, okay, but like, you previously said that you took this position on this on this situation, right? So it would like track if you if you would stay logically consistent all throughout, and the questions got more and more complex and detailed. And I remember I did that, and I was like, I think only one of the questions that I had answered, I had strayed from whatever my initial stance was. People need to do things like that to see like if it's tracking like all the way through your like logical like consistencies because people like again something like that to me doesn't make any sense and that's just something very basic it's like okay pro-life on the abortion level but then death penalty at like some other level right and it's like it doesn't make sense i don't know why you would take those two things but anyways all this to say that like we can't have people like this is not a good system to have whether it's in American politics or Canadian politics or politics of uh, other parts of the world. You, we can't have people in positions of power like this saying that, like, I'm going to interpret the law this way. Because that's not true to the law then, right? You have to go with what the law says. Yeah, I understand there's, like, leeway and stuff, like I said. I understand, like, we'll have biases. That's not the problem. The problem is not having a bias. The problem is specifically gearing how you're going to look at things to fit with a certain philosophical worldview, which is not good. I mean, I would say it's not good for us in general because now we're not, again, we're not pursuing things for the sake of pursuing things or we're not trying to be true to what the law is designed to do. We're trying to make it fit to our worldviews. And I see that as a problem. So going back now to the Mueller report, we'll see how that works. See how that goes. Uh, Again, we're going to, We'll probably have a whole thing where we talk about, like, Trump supporters and stuff like that, because that's a whole other mess. And again, like I said, it still baffles me why why people follow him, because, like, we're going to sorry, we're going to a little mini tangent. But, like, I understand his appeal. Like, I understand, like, someone who, uh, an outsider in terms of, like, politics, because I understand, like, yeah, career politicians... They don't answer things. Like, I remember that's, like, one one of the things I learned, like, really young. Like, a politician, like, you ask them, like, a question, like, straight up. They pretty much, like, answer completely around the question. Well, they'll give you, like, a, you know, some of them who are, like, nice, eloquent speakers. You know, they'll say a nice little blurb. But if you, if you actually pay attention to what they say, they don't answer the question. And this also, this is another thing we'll get into, too, which is, like, media, news media. Because also I don't like when people just say media. Because media is like everything. When it's like you're talking specifically about news media. So when they say the media is like biased or the liberal bias, which we'll talk about too. Because all these things are like connected. But yeah, so like I understand that, right? Because politicians like, okay, they're always wishy-washy. Uh, yeah, they don't give like straight answers. Part of it is the media. The way we have our news format now, especially like television news, especially like Twitter, stuff like this instant access society that we have now, like a news person, a news host, news anchor, isn't going to hold a politician accountable to something, right? Because they have like three minutes to do their segments. 
the politician dances around the question and then the the person who's asking the interviewer has to move on to something like when i watch like political shows i don't really watch them too often because it's stupid fighting number one and then number two is like you know they're, they're just like okay we're out of time like so you know and like then you didn't learn anything right and we'll talk about another thing i think i mentioned it before like green new deal where it's like they don't talk about what the details of it but they just talk about it like how it may impact things or, or whatever so that stuff becomes useless right and then so you have someone like trump who comes in who's very direct when he attacks someone boom right zoom right in there right and then he attacks them and bashes them and so so i understand that right so it's different so he's seen as an outsider he's seen as someone who's like successful even though it's all an image and he's not really successful because if you look at the things that he's owned in terms of like the different business ventures that he's had the properties that he's owned like pretty much how he makes money is licensing his name because he does have a successful brand you know he was on uh, the apprentice which then turned into the celebrity apprentice which was a success, successful show. I remember watching it when I was a kid or whatever. Because it's like, okay, it's someone on TV. That's fine. If you're just someone on TV, whatever. Okay. You know, you do your licensing deals. You license out your name. You make money. That's fine. That does not translate to someone who will be successful in terms of running a government. So I understand that directness. He's very blunt. Like I said, political outsider. And then obviously he panders to, to everyone. So And right now we're in a state where, especially like midwest u.s where you have a lot of manufacturing jobs that are just leaving north america or at least canada u.s in general and i understand so you have this economic uncertainty and then you have someone like trump that says yes i will bring back all these jobs and you know if you're someone has a family and kids and like you just lost your job you don't know how you're gonna pay like your mortgage or your car payments your insurance daycare for your kids food on the table you know other leisurely things that you take part in like i understand that rising gas prices that makes sense. You're like, okay, there's this worry. And then someone comes in, you're desperate, and someone comes in and says, yeah, I'm going to bring back manufacturing jobs to the U.S. Let me tell you something. No one is bringing manufacturing jobs to the U.S. It's done. It's over. Manufacturing in North America is done. Like, that's it. It's the end of it. It's like, you, we can't go back now. Like, it's like toothpaste out of the, the tube. You can't put it back in. It's over. Anyone that tells you we're bringing manufacturing jobs back, they're lying. There's no way. It's just it's just not possible until countries, uh, developing countries, raise their standards, like they've done here. Absolutely impossible. Never, never happen. Because like the reason why they leave, and this gets into capitalism, which will be another thing on its own, right? Is because like they want to pay workers as cheaply as possible. Because companies like the point of having workers is to exploit them for cheap labor. That's it. Companies do not want to pay high prices for workers even though that's what makes them successful is the worker it's not the ceo and we'll get into another thing like that too with tax cuts that's another thing that trump did this, this is why i get so upset about it because it's like you have those people like who i just described who look to someone like trump that says hey i'm gonna help you out with taxes with bringing back jobs and then the tax cut that they introduced i don't know if you had been paying attention uh i think last november when Republicans introduced a tax bill, basically it went to tax savings for like those super rich and wealthy companies, like wealthy individuals and wealthy companies. That's who it served. So you would think, okay, a company saves money on this tax return. We're going to invest it in our workers, either through like infrastructure, materials like supplies or whatever, or like um, wage increases or salary increases, whatever. 
It's like, no, it doesn't go to any of them. It goes to executives or it goes to shareholders because they don't care about their workers. So, I mean, they sell it as that, that is going to help the normal American family. But no, it goes to serve that, right? But then people are just so in, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't understand why people need to, like, on a certain hand, I do understand, like, okay, you have someone who's, like, positions themselves as, like, I'm going to save you kind of thing. But then they're not in your interest at all. And this is something you see across right-wing commentators, whether it's Fox News, the people in the uh, in the Trump organization. All this, they position it as, like, we're here to, like, help you. But it's like, no. Because they always talk about uh, elitists, liberal elitists. Common phrase. Common phrase. All those people that you hear talking about elitism, they're elites. Someone like Trump, you can't look at someone like Trump and say he's not an elitist. Right. So when they talk about draining the swamp and corruption, I'm like, no, are we going to fight back against elites? It's like, no, you can't be, uh, you know, like a millionaire. I don't think Trump's a billionaire, but a millionaire who li- like if you've seen like Trump Tower, like everything's like gold plated. He's very tacky. <laughs> everything is gold plated. You know, if you look at some of these hosts like on Fox News, like Tucker Carlson, he's freaking rich, man. They come from wealthy families. Like, they're all well off. And then they're talking about, like, they're the everyman. And and they're not. They're simply just not the everyman. And that's a problem. Because then you have people who are, like, looking at that, who believe it, I, I guess partially because they're desperate. And you have someone saying things that you want to hear. I think it's part of the lie that we tell ourselves. That is modern society. It's a lie that we tell ourselves. You know, that we want to believe that, yes, these manufacturing jobs are coming back. Yes, this tax cut is going to benefit me, the average middle-class American worker. You want to believe that that is true. But at the end of the day, it's not true. They're not there. They're there to make you think that. Same goes with, like, advertising, which because I just watched a couple of videos yesterday about Mad Men, and one of the things that they said about advertising, it's, like, not meant to trick you. That was also a tangent on a tangent. Advertising is not meant to trick you into like buying something. It's to make you think what you've already been thinking. So it's to make you already want something that you've already been desiring, pretty much. So it's all it's an eternal reflection of yourself. So it's already a lie that you tell yourself. And it's just telling you, it's just reminding you of that, that that's what you want. So I think the example that they gave was like, uh, you see a lot of things um, concerning body image, let's say. Right? Looking a certain way, whether you're man or woman. So being slim, being muscular. So when they sell you those things, it's like you want to be, let's say you're someone who's a little more doughy, which is fine if you're doughy, no problem. But let's say you are a little bit doughy, but you're unhappy with that situation. So this is telling you, right? The lie that you tell yourself is, oh, I could be, I could be this thing. I could be this muscular man or the slim woman or the sexy looking girl or sexy looking man. That's what the advertisement is telling you, that I could be that thing. And it's the same thing going on with like Trump and other like Republicans. Is that, oh, yes, you could be that thing, right? You could be working a manufacturing job for those, those, those people that live in those areas where, where that was the job, right? Like 20, 30 years ago, everyone had like, well, not everyone, but manufacturing, the manufacturing section was a big, a big thing. Right? It employed a lot of people. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yes, we will bring that back. You can have that life again. Because there, there would be high-paying jobs. Like when I was a kid, uh, my dad worked at uh, a factory that did um, cans. So like soup cans, paint cans, all kinds of cans, right? And I worked there just like in the summers. 
uh, as a student, I made a little bit under what the lowest paying job was. And I made like $18 Canadian an hour, which would be pretty good. So that means if you were someone there working full time, I think you probably made 20, between 20 and $25 an hour. And that's like starting pay. It's pretty good. And that's good for people because not everyone's going to go to university. Not everyone wants to go to university. Not everyone wants wants to pursue that path, which is fine. So, I mean, it provided, like, you know, of, of opportunity for people. But it's over now. Like I said, like, because companies want to pursue cheaper labor costs, they're going to go to China. They're going to go to Indonesia, like, clothes. They're all made, like, Indonesia, Vietnam, uh, Bangladesh, right? They're going to go to Mexico. going to go to Brazil. Just gonna go other places where labor is cheaper, and it's not coming. Like I said, it's not coming back until other, like I said, other countries in the world make it. Basically, the the people there like do what they did here, which is like have like unions and fight for larger wages and reduce uh, corruption, uh, you know, from from corporations and stricter government standards and stuff like that. Until that happens, where the the relative wages like will rise to what they are here. No, if you think about it, if you're someone. As a consumer, you want to buy the cheapest product, right? Let's say we have like a t-shirt, right? One that's $30 and one that's $10. As a consumer, what's your goal? You're going to buy the $10 shirt, right? So for a manufacturer or a company, what's their goal, right? Are they going to buy the $10 worker or are they going to buy the $30 worker, right? They want to pay the $10. So it's it's the same thing until we change that thing, that that that, that attitude. That's where we're going to leave it for for this episode. So, uh, like I said, we don't have any sponsors. Not yet. <laughs> I don't know if ever. We don't have any theme music, so there'll be nothing to play you out. But I have been your podcast person, Pavlo, also known as JPav, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi. And I'm joined, as always, by my recording partner, Maggie, the Mags, as I like to call her. I don't know if she's aware of that. But yeah, so thank you for listening. And just remember, like I said, what we talked about today is just like my opinion on these various things, on these various political things. I know I get a little tangent creation thing, but whatever, it happens sometimes. So thank you for listening and tune in to our next episode, which will be dropping whenever. Peace.